Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 261. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, but this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop! Do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Lost Podcast of GSPN.TV. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here with part two of our finale review of the final episode of Lost. And Stephanie, it is, of course, only just minutes away from when we just ended episode number 260. But uh, we are here and we want to say a special thank you to all of you who have joined us live here at gspn.tv slash live. Uh, And you can, of course, check out our show schedule 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Of course, most of it's all on Thursdays and we have a couple other shows here and there. If you want to, you can check it out. We encourage you to come and check out one of our shows as we record them live. It's a lot of fun and it's a great way to join the community. Anyway, Stephanie, believe it or not, we're going to start off. We've got 15 more voicemail pieces of feedback. And the first one is our very first feedback from somebody who did not like the finale of Lost. Okay. Jackie from North Carolina. Take it away. Hey, guys. This is Jackie from North Carolina. Uh, Just thought I'd call in one last time. Um Cliff, I know that you're probably very disappointed because you did not get to know the name of Man in Black. Sorry about that. And But they did reference Wizards of Oz, so that was a good thing. Um, and we didn't really, I don't think we really ever found out what the island was and why it was such a big deal and why Jack had to die and all those people had to die that really never made sense to me. But I will just have to say that that was a sucky ending. It really compares to the Dallas season where, you know, Bobby woke up and everything was a dream. So... I think it was terrible, and Jimmy Kimmel does not know anything about what Christianity's about. <laughs> he thinks that nobody goes to a bad place, and that if you're good, you're good. You're bad, you're bad. I don't know. That just didn't make any sense at all. That's not Christianity. That's the world religion. But anyway, um, I just wanted to voice my opinion that I did not like the ending at all, and I thought it was terrible because you know my thing was about relationships. You know, I want to know what happened to these people in their lives not, you know, in a little, quote, afterlife. Um, so I think the whole, you know, sideways thing that that's some sort of afterlife and that was just, that was terrible because <laughs> I don't mean, who cares about that? I want to know about what happened to the people when they left the island, what happened to Hurley and being on the island. You know, they could have done a little synopsis about that and let us know what happened to these people's lives and not, you know, after they died. Who cares about what happens when they this little world. So anyway, that's my two cents, and I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all had a good party, and talk to you guys later, hopefully. Bye. 
All right, Jackie, thank you for calling in. And you know what? This is a place where you can come in and let your thoughts be heard. And uh, you I'm know really what? I'm really sorry she didn't like it. I'm very sorry, too. Um, surprisingly, it's weird because she's all about the relationships. Right. And it ended up being all about the relationships. Well, I, I get what I get what she's saying. Yeah. She would she'd like to know more about what happened to the people who left the island. Yes, I get that, no, and, and I, not that, that and makes not sense. too much about you know the, the afterlife. This afterlife. The, she felt like it was like a snow globe thing, or right. uh, or you know, it, well, it was all a dream. That, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, she feels I get like it. it was a little so, cop out. But I I don't because I think that it was about that. That these people and what they did together was the most important thing in their life. So much so that they would have to come back together right? in the afterlife. Do you know, am I making sense? Yeah, I, so, think, I mean, yeah. I'm not arguing with her. I'm just saying no. I'm, I'm she really. She didn't like it and that's I'm, fine. And that's fine. But I'm sad for her that she didn't like it. I am very sad that you didn't like it as well. Um, that, that's all I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm sad for her. But Jackie, you're not alone. You are no, not alone. Right. In fact, there is somebody who um who did give some uh feedback as far as uh it's Scott, our good friend Scott from Nashville. He's coming up later in the show. Okay. And he gave some thoughts as to why he doesn't like it. And I ha- would have to say he's got some great points, something some things that I had not thought about. And okay. that's coming up later. But Jackie again, yeah, we're very sorry you didn't like it and it's okay to not like it and it tell is, us that right. you don't like it. Uh, a majority of the people, though, did, and we're. Do you see move. how I handled that? Yeah, see, you look, did great. somebody who disagrees, and yeah, I'm telling you exactly. All right, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, uh, Jaina from Seattle. Yeah. She is right here. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. Um, this is my second try on this call. My daughter interrupted the first. (laughs) This is Jana from Seattle uh, calling in uh, with feedback for the last podcast. I'm really bummed uh, that we weren't able to make it out for the finale party. I'm actually in Lexington once or twice a year to visit family, but we have a wedding later this summer, so plane ticket money for weddings. Apparently, I'm told, Trump plane tickets for lost parties, but um, that's just what my husband says. I don't really actually believe him. Anyway, my feedback on the finale is um, on the ending scene, um, I was a little upset initially, and then I had some time to think about it. Um, Regarding the the people that weren't there when um in the church when jack did his uh have his moment um and i i come to the conclusion that we were seeing jack's own personal realizations his own moment of letting go not necessarily everyone crossing over together um i was troubled as to why walt wasn't there or michael for that matter whose crimes really weren't as bad as ben's but ben apparently did have that option of going And I guess when I thought about it, I realized that the people that meet Jack would have been instrumental in his process of letting go. So it makes sense that Wall wasn't there. Um, I understand, like, from a casting standpoint, the logistics of getting young Walt there, the only Walt that Jack ever knew, would have been impossible. So, um, but when I think about it from a show perspective, um, Walt wasn't instrumental in Jack letting go, really. Um, so it's reasonable to me that he wasn't there, and Michael, too, for that matter. Um, it really didn't sit well with me to think of Michael forever whispering on the island, which is, I know, what some people have uh, theorized, um, because his his bad doings were just a result of his desperation to save his son. Um, anyway, um, I read on a, on a blog that pointed out that Kate was not wearing her party dress in the church, which um, lends a little visual evidence that, the, that Kate's 
own process of letting go existed outside of that moment in the church. Um, I personally think that her crossing over would have included maybe people like her mom or even Cassidy, um, her her Oceanic Six Timeline best friend. Um, Hurley's process surely would have included his mother. So I think that that place exists outside of time, and when I let go of that linear thinking, it makes the people absent in the church at that at the end make a lot more sense. Like I said, when I first watched, I was just a little confused because I was thinking, okay, they're all crossing over together, but there are all these people that should have been there that are missing. And so um, I had some time to hash it out in my mind. And then yesterday when I re-watched the end of the finale, I was, like, completely overcome with the gravity of the moment that the, that they had created. So um, I, I just really think it was – it's probably the best series finale I've ever seen. I haven't watched every show out there. Um, but for the shows that I have watched, um, that certainly certainly was a fantastic ending, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to re-watching the series sometime in the near future to kind of take it all in. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot for listening to my feedback, and uh, love you guys, love the show, looking forward to the upcoming podcast. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Jaina, thank you so much for your call, and I will tell you, I really like the way that she has, in her mind, worked out the whole you know, the the sideways being outside of time and giving everybody time to come together. That's kind of a lot of the way that I just naturally thought about it as well. Mm-hmm. But she does even a better job of just kind of clarifying some things and how it can how that can be an answer for as to why Kate has a different dress on. Because there's a no, I didn't they were even, all wearing different outfits, weren't they? I don't know. I think they were all wearing something different. Than what was at the concert? Yeah. Okay. See, that I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I'll I tell you. I just know a lot of people were commenting about Kate not wearing I, I'm the same halfway dress. through. I'm halfway through. So I'll know. Well, not that I'm going to record another podcast. But anyway. Um, yeah, I, I thought that they were all wearing something different. But that right. that's just. Well, Rob in Michigan says that he thinks that you're right. Kate just caught all the flack for it. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, there you I, go. I don't know. Well, anyway, Jana, thank you very much for calling because in. Because Charlie was wearing some like really whacked out, you know, rock god makeup and he wasn't wearing his rock god makeup in the church. Yeah, I guess you're right. Hmm. Anyway, uh, let's move on next to Rob from Miami. And Rob, you're up next, so go ahead and take it away. Hi, this is Robert from Miami, calling in regard to the lost finale, the end. Um, we listened to your podcast, and I had a different take on um, Ben at the end talking to Locke. Um, I believe that he's dead, like Kristen Shepard said. You know, everybody that was there died at different times, not all at the same time, but there is no time differential um, at that where they are. But the reason I don't think he ended up being the number one, I think he stayed because he had things to finish up in regard to Alex and Rousseau. Just like um, when um, Eleanor asked Desmond if she was going to take Daniel, and he said no, it's because at, at the, where they are, she was able to have a relationship with Daniel that she never had before. And if he was to take Daniel then that relationship would be over. So Ben wants to stay where he is because now he's able to have the relationship with Alex that he never had and um, form a bond with her that he never really had on the island because she resented him, what he did. But there where they are, she sees him as a good person and as a true father figure, and he wasn't ready to give that up yet. So I do believe he is dead. Everybody's already dead at that time. 
Um, and like um, he said to Hurley that Hurley was a good number one, and Hurley said he was a good number two. That their time has passed, but he's not ready to leave there because he wants that relationship with Alex to continue for just a little while longer before he's ready to move on. Um, take care. All righty, Robert. I agree with that. Yeah, we agree with you completely on on that. Um, yeah. Right. I, now, I do remember having some discussion about the fact that perhaps, you know. It would have been cool. B- ben would go yeah. and, you know, he's I'm not ready yet because he wants to continue to rule the island and stuff like that. But, no, this makes a lot more sense. Right. I, I agree that, that everyone in this Flash Sideways was, right. you know, this was their. They were all dead. Right. But not from the beginning. <laughs> not from the yeah. The, the, the first they were five, all dead the whole time. <laughs> the first five seasons, they were alive. All right, Jeremy from Utah is up next. If I can find that button right here. Hello, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Jeremy from Utah. First time calling in. I found your show beginning of the season. It's great. Just a little addition besides just watching the show and reading stuff online. But before I get into what I want to talk about with the show and everything, I haven't listened to the first reaction yet, but I can... Is Cliff gonna, was Cliff upset because it all ended up as a relationshipy show since he hated all I didn't like that stuff very much. But, no, I, I thought it was good. The episode itself was very good, I thought. No, enough action, a lot of fighting, and then getting hit once again. Like, you know, because <laughs> the two-hour thing before, basically he's the most beat-up character, which is pretty cool. And, and he got hit again. But something that one of the best parts I liked was pretty cool was when Miles joined the club and pulled pulled off a gray hair from Richard, which he seemed pretty relieved because of that. I thought that was one of the pretty uh, very funny, I would say. But the episode over, I heard a lot of people complaining a lot because oh, questions, where are the answers? Like, well, it didn't really need understanding because the smoke guy, whatever you want to call him, I don't have a name for, him, but he wanted to get off. People were like, why? Why does he want to get off? What does he want to do? Well, he wanted to cause bad stuff, but. People were, I think people were complaining too much. I thought the episode was great by itself. It ended a little bit differently, I thought, but it was a twist. Who thought they were all technically dead and kind of meet together to go to wherever they were going afterwards? But, hey, I thought it was good. I liked it. And the only thing I thought was kind of odd that I heard some people say, which I don't think is true, is that it was kind of like a dream by Jack, kind of, because why did they show the, that wreckage at the very end where it looked like it's all in place, where it's just a crash? I don't, know, I, just, I don't think that's the case, but I heard people thought about it. Eh, who knows, people. You want to talk about it, which is what we're doing. And love your show, and I will listen to the reactions later, guys. Good work. All right, Jeremy, thank you that so much. That was a bad call. They, not, not Jeremy's call. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the executives who decided to put the wreckage at the end, yes. they totally should have, Jack's eyes should have closed and they should have cut away to the lost like they always, like they ended every episode. Yes. Um, it was a bad call on the executive's part. Right. And for those of you who are just now tuning in, we're referring to what we covered in episode number 260 that, and just to rehash for just a second, the the scene at the end after Jack closed his eyes and before the news came on, that scene where they just show the plane wreckage on the beach by itself, nothing else. It was not written by the producers or writers of the, of the TV show Lost. It was the ABC executives who decided to throw that in. It was not a part of the show. The show ends with Jack closing his eye 
Which fade, was the way it was fade, always supposed to be. Fade the black and that was it. ABC executives, you screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But Seriously. Anyway, but anyway. how you really feel. Now, yeah, I'll tell you how you really feel. All right. So Jeremy, though, your call was great. It was. And I love the <laughs> fact that he brought in because he, he, he brought in some of the funny stuff in this episode. And they were they. This was one of the funniest episodes ever. I really, I didn't expect Lost. it to be so funny. Mm-hmm. It, it was we were hilarious. You know, I loved sitting in that room full of people. There were 54 people in this room. And right. It was fi- 49. Fi- well, 49 plus. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, anyway, there were fifty, 50 some, odd some odd people in the room, and you know the 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 yelling when things happened that we wanted to happen, and like not yelling but cheering, and the yelling when when you know bad things were happening, but uh, but the laughing, like we really were finding it funny. And yes, it, it was a lot of fun. So. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna play four audio clips here, put together again from my friend uh, Jeff and Indy. Wait, did did oh. you hate it because it was all relationshipy? Uh, no, but I wasn't happy that it wasn't a little bit more than that. But I told you that's what it was going to be. I know. All along. And Stephanie, guess what? Hmm. You were right. I know. All right. (laughs) Could you say it again? Because I really like it. Hey, Stephanie, it it was all about Thomas. And I'll explain to you Uh, why in the next five episodes of this podcast. I'm pretty sure I won't be here for those. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here you go. Uh, Saved you a bullet. No, no. I want you to know, Jack, you died for nothing. I saved you a bullet. Nice. (laughs) I loved that part. I just finished watching that part before we recorded the first half of this and uh, or episode 260. And I enjoyed it just as much the second time fantastic Here, here's another good one okay. the good line from the the finale can you fix it i don't believe in a lot of things but i do believe in duct tape yeah i think we're good <laughs> yeah i think we're good so so the, the whole the whole thing here is this show was supposed to to be, you know, inclusive of all faiths. Right. Including of those uh, of who, the, who have no tape. faith in anything right. other than duct tape. Right. Like the Red Green Show? Exactly. Is that the, is that, that yes. crazy show you used to watch I on PBS? I love the Red Green yeah, Show. That's good show. stuff. They believe in duct tape. They do believe in duct tape. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's holding their set together. All right. So this is my favorite funny spot in the show. Okay. Yeah. Frank, how's it going over there? What's your timetable? Don't bother me. <laughs> Sounds like they're making progress. <laughs> I love that. That was good stuff. That was awesome. That was funny. Yes. Yeah. So so here's the deal. Now, this one isn't necessarily funny, but it is another audio clip, and I figure I'm just going to toss it in here. Uh, this was this is, of course, a very good line. And now thinking about all these folks who have, have pointed out that, you know, the reason why Ben wasn't ready yet is because he still wasn't ready to let go of Danielle. Mm-hmm. And and also Alex. And so here you go. Oh, hey, dude. Hello, Hugo. We're all inside. I don't think I'm coming in. You know, you were real good number two. And you were a great number one, Hugo. Thanks, dude. I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you. 
It reminds me of um, Star Trek The Next Generation with... Number one. Number Make one. it soul. Make it soul. All right. Here we go. We're going to turn to Jonathan Jill Briggs. in Mil- Milwaukee next. Or Milwaukee. Hi, this is Jill calling from Milwaukee for the Lost Podcast. Um, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful, emotionally and intellectually satisfying. Um, but I had a question. When we're, they were all in the church waiting, to, uh, preparing to move on, do we know, um, do we have a count of everyone who was in there? Um, I'm not sure I saw Desmond. I'm thinking maybe he's going to be sort of a richer character or, you know, guide people. Um, so I'm just wondering um, if anyone knows who's all in there and who's still um, not ready. And uh, is Vincent going to doggy heaven? <laughs> okay, I hope you guys had a great party. I'm looking forward to listening to the podcast. Bye-bye. Jill, we had an amazing party, and I'm not sure about Vincent going to heaven or not. He has to. All dogs go to heaven. Well, there you go. You know, Jill actually called back, and she had some more thoughts that she wanted to share with us. And Jill, go ahead and with your second call. Hi, this is Jill from Milwaukee calling for the Lost Podcast. Yes, I had another thought after listening to your initial reaction. Um, Where I used to work, we had a little thing up that said... um, Church is not a museum for saints, but a hospital for sinners. When you were talking about Sideways World and that Ben was still um, caretaker of the island, I thought, no, Ben is dead. He is still healing, working on himself with uh, Rousseau and Alex till he's ready, till he's healed and ready to move on. So um, that was just uh, my thought, that, that that's what the world is doing for them. It, it's helping them to heal. It's not worthy or capable of moving on. Well, I hope the party was great. Thanks. Bye. All right, Jill. Thank you very much. And, and we do agree with you, indeed, that right. that's what Ben was all about. Um, yeah, I just want to say I was right. They all are wearing different clothes. Um Okay. Shannon's looks similar to what she was wearing. Right. I do see Desmond and Penny. They are in the church, as are Rose and Bernard, and Juliet and Sawyer, and Son and Jen, Kate and Jack, obviously, um, Boone, John Locke, Charlie and Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, who was uh, Libby and Hurley? Mm-hmm. Are in here. Um, I'm watching it right now. So I'm nice. Like, <laughs> Telling you, you pull it up on Hulu? Hulu? YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. All right. So just so I could pull up just the final scene. And um, hold on. Now now Vincent has come. That part made me sob. So when Vincent Vin- was in the church? No, he's laying down in the jungle next to Jack. Uh, and that part made me sob. Oh, my goodness. That was, I'm not even, a, I'm not even an animal fan. And I was just like. Yeah. Weeping. So. Yeah, Shannon, Saeed. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I think covered most of them. But um, I forget who she was asking about now. Anyway, Desmond, and Desmond and yes. Penny are in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You ask and you shall receive. All I right, try. moving along to Karen in Massachusetts. Hi guys, this is Karen from Massachusetts, and I'm just calling to say that we all owe. Um, several months ago, there was a caller that called in and said that Jack's son could possibly be 
Jack and Juliet's child, and we all shot whole big holes through his theory. And I just want to say to that man, thank you. You were absolutely right. Thought the ending is fantastic. Kept me on the edge of my seat, and I really wish I could have been with you guys. I, there's just so much I have to say to each and every one of you. I love you. You guys did a great job. I'm so thankful for you. Take good care. Love you. Karen in Massachusetts. Bye now. Karen, we love you too. Absolutely. Can I correct something that I said after we talk about Karen's call? Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, I was just going to say Karen has been an amazing friend and uh, just, uh, you know, I, I she blesses us in so many ways and Absolutely. I cannot even begin to tell you. I received you. my book. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. I've started it. Yeah. Very cool. All right. What do you want to correct? Okay. So after Jack's eye closes. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure I said this in episode 260. Yeah. Um, But after his eye closes, they do cut to Lost. Oh yeah, and then they show right. The right. So why are we all so confused about the wreckage being part of the show? Because it ended with, with loss. With loss. But then they did. Yeah, I. But, I and no, then they I show, totally right. agree. I totally, I totally agree. But still, I mean, it was still a bonehead idea. Robot. It was still a bonehead idea. I, think I would watch part. anything made by Bad Robot. Yep, I would too. All right, so moving on to Christina from Minnesota. No. Did we skip Jeremy? From Utah, number two? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. The it, reason. I, I, no, uh, just for timing. Okay. All right. Jeremy, I'm sorry. Sorry I pointed it out. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So we're going to move on to Christina from Minnesota. Okay. Hello, this is Christina from Minnesota calling in for the Lost Podcast. Just had some thoughts on the finale. It was awesome. Initially, I liked it, but I was disappointed about the whole name for DMIB, but the more I thought about it, I've come to the conclusion it really didn't matter. I'm surprised by that, and I think it would have been cool, but ultimately, Jacob, the man in black, Smokey, all of that time traveling, it was all secondary, that the whole sweeping epic was about the characters and their relationships, and Jacob brought them, brought the characters to the island and connected them together, but the show ultimately was about the relationships and the characters, and I loved that, absolutely. So even though I had said previously Team Jacob, in the end, he's just secondary, and I thought the finale was so beautiful. Did have a couple of thoughts. It was um, good to finally see why Jack has been bleeding at the neck all season, that was um, <laughs> poetic. I'm, maybe that's not the right word, but it was good to see that it was from where um, Man in Black stabbed him and eventually led to his death, which didn't surprise me, but very well done. And I um, was a bit surprised that in the church that Shannon and Saeed were together. I liked the two of them, but you would I would have thought it would be Nadia, but I think I figured it out in the whole sideways, which is the world that they created. He needed to move past her, and Jacob had said that the best part of their lives were on the island together, and he was happy with Shannon. And even though he had that relationship, and I really liked um, Saeed and Nadia, I was okay with Shannon and Saeed being, being reunited. It felt right. 
And I also thought of um, in Season 5, Locke had said um, when Sawyer asked him, well, wouldn't have you wanted to go back to that night at the hatch and save yourself the pain? And and Locke said no. He needed that to get him where he was going. And in the sideways, that's kind of what Sa- Saeed said to Nadia. He needed to be better. And... Um, I did want to comment on the window in the church and the symbols. Someone had said that it looked like the donkey wheel, and yeah, it does look like the donkey wheel, but that's not what it is. All six symbols were symbols of the major religions, um, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, Christianity, Buddhism. That was what looked like the wheel. It's the Noble Eightfold Path and Taoism. Uh, Yin and Yang has become very prevalent in pop culture, but it is a symbol of the Taoist religion, and I really liked how the finale accepted all faiths and even people who may not follow any particular religion or only believe in duct tape, and it just tied everything together. It's who we connect with in life that's important, and I just thought it was really well done. Thank you so much for the great show. Bye-bye. Christina, Awesome feedback. That was fantastic. Very well thought out. Lots Absolutely. of great points there. I really, I, I really um, agree with and like what she's saying about Said and Shannon because in this flash sideways, he told Nadia he needed to be better, and and it's almost like with the finale, um, with the last episode and and he and Shannon being together again, saying that he was better when he was with her. Yeah. And not Nadia, while it was a great love story was a representation of his past and who he was. Yes. And Shannon was a representation of who he was meant to be. Does that make sense? Or his redemption. Or Right, his redemption. Yeah, his new person, his new mm-hmm. self. Alrighty, um, very good, uh, very it was well, very well thought out. See, no, see, this is how I love. You know, I, I'm I'm totally cool with people having different perspectives on how they feel about the episode, mm-hmm. and and she makes some very good points about why she actually enjoyed the yeah. finale. Hurry up! I want to get down to Sheila and know why she agrees with me. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so let's see what You're Mike from Kansas has to say. All right, Mike, take it away. Hi, this is Mike from Kansas calling for the lost uh, feedback line. Um, just watched the season finale. Um, wow, what can I say? A perfect ending. I, I would have never dreamed in a million years I'd get so wrapped up in a TV show the way I got up, wrapped up with Lost. Um, been a big fan of your podcast as well as many of the other podcasts uh, on Lost. And uh, fortunately with you guys, I get to follow through with some of your other uh, uh, GSPN uh, podcasts, which I'll look up. So now for Lost. Um, um, sorry that some people were disappointed in the ending. I just didn't see how you could be disappointed with the beauty that we saw um, on that show, and that's the best word to describe it, be it the beauty that was the island and the cinematography versus, you know, the beauty of the relationships. Uh, watched it with my 12-year-old daughter, who's been a somewhat listener, watcher of Lost, um, and my my 15-year-old, who's watched it like me, you know, so we knew all the answers, and, uh, you know, uh, we all cried, we all laughed, uh, we all gasped, we all asked each other for answers. Um, but to me, here's the real question. Um, you know, that I think Damon and Carlton were wanting us to, to ask answer ourselves was, you know, by showing the plane wreckage at the end is, did it all really happen? Or did Jack die in the bamboo right off the, the, the start? And that's where we get into our, probably our man of science 
man of faith, you know, as we're trying to, to look for the 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 answers in, in life, um, you know, is 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 it the story of Jack alone and, and his dealing in purgatory. And that's what I thought it was from season one. You know, on the whole entire show was 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 purgatory, and whenever somebody got something resolved, they moved on, um, and Jack had to do it. You know, and the same story could have probably been told from every one of those candidates, those flawed people who who were waiting to go to go on to the afterlife. And I'm not a huge, you know, believer all the time, um, and that's our doubting Thomas. There you go, Cliff. Um, you know, uh, so Thomas was in this final one. It was us all doubting our own humanity and whether or not we've lived up to, to, to the good that we wanted to. So a beautiful show, just absolutely amazing. Um, and just love listening to you guys and love listening to, to everybody's thoughts on it. So thank you. Stay lost. Hey, Mike, thank you for calling in. Obviously, uh, Mike thrown off by the wreckage at the end as well um and sorry to break it to you mike but it was not <laughs> intended to be there but uh you know looking at his feedback I, absolutely um he says he, he can't understand he, he just does not understand anybody who could not a- absolutely love the finale because well, I love of that its beauty he uses the word beauty mm-hmm. because it really was the cinematography uh, he points out the beauty of the awesome. island and yes, the beauty of those relationships. Stop it! I'm just, just kidding. You know, accept that you were wrong. Hey, hello, with some Grace. Have I not done that? All right. So anyway, did you hear me? Yes, with Grace. Blah okay. blah blah. Um. Anyway, I love that he says he. You know, I watched it with his 12 year old and his 15 year old, and they laughed and cried together. And see, now this is something, you know, that I could see. It's like you know, it is about laughing together and it crying is. together and it experiencing a- it together. And so I can see how it's beautiful. So the question, Stephanie, is how could anybody, how could anybody come away from this finale and not think it was totally awesome? Okay, but Scott's going to tell us, right? Scott is going to tell us. All right. Will we still be friends after? I think so. Okay. Here you go, Scott. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Scott from Nashville with my thoughts for the lost finale. I absolutely love the first two hours and 15 minutes. I jumped for joy as all my favorite characters made their way into the sideways story. Teared up as the characters had their memories restored of what happened on the island. I was on the edge of my seat for the on-island story as Jack and Locke and Desmond approached the golden light beyond the bamboo. And I leapt with excitement as Kate exclaimed, I saved you a bullet. I felt like the on-island ending was extremely poetic and satisfying with Hurley taking over control of the island and Jack dying next to Vincent. For me, they could have ended it right there, except that we had these Flash Sideways stories all season long. That story had to be wrapped up and connected somehow, and that's where the series failed for me. I was fine with people living entirely different lives in another reality. I was intrigued as to what events set this all into motion, all these new character arcs. But as far as the sole purpose of those lives, you know, being born, growing up, meeting people, getting married, bearing children, getting medical degrees, being a precursor to moving on to the afterlife, it seems like they couldn't figure out how to make the two worlds connect, so they just called it purgatory and ended the show 
So much of that sideways story just doesn't add up if it wasn't real. Why swallow heroin in purgatory? Why have an imaginary son? Guns, hitman, car accidents, med school, divorce. I was anticipating this awe-inspiring connection point in the finale where the two worlds connected, but it felt dreadfully flat those last 15 minutes. I watched all finale long as they gathered everyone together. Oh, we'll see you there. We're going to leave. I asked, where are they going? Back to the island? To the lamppost station? Is their collective consciousness going to somehow bring about the end of the smoke monster on the island? No, they're all passing on to the afterlife together, and all of their interesting sideways reality story arcs were just a waste of time. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the ride from season one. I was just hoping for a more satisfying end of the road. And that's my two cents. Thanks, bye. Well, hey, at least we're coming away from this whole lost finale wrap up kind of stuff with four cents in our pockets because somebody in episode so 260 gave us gave, two cents and, and we got, got Scott's two cents. We've got Scott. We're, we're coming out ahead. There you go. But you know what? I, you know what, Scott, you have, I believe, some very valuable reasons for not liking yeah. how they did it. You had some expectations and I want to say that I, I had similar expectations that they were going to come out and they were going to merge two timelines and that, you know, there would, you know, that, that, that this was going to be more about the mystery and, and that, you know, when, when, uh, you know, when everybody kind of saw the light, they, they found it's like, you know what, this isn't right. We're going to make it right. You know, I, I almost have to agree with you. Although I did kind of like what they did with it. And I can't possibly see how they would have um, merged the two, but I can. Yeah, I, I was hoping for a merging of the two. And and while I think it's actually kind of cool that it's you know that it was about you know the afterlife and and stuff like that, I I certainly see everything you're talking about. And the one thing that drives me crazy is the David, you know, the son. See, no, I I I I, I don't understand creating a son in limbo. Okay. I think that the creating of the son was okay. Because you have right here from Scott's notes, notes, divorce question mark. Jack was divorced. So that's not abnormal that that would be part of his story. In the, in, this, in the world that he yes, created in, in the his world mind. that he created in his mind that, but I think that, that David, and I think that the point of David was to help but david isn't real and in the I understand, episode but I came also to sarah connected. was pre- sarah was pregnant not with jack's child but i think that that's something that he wanted but, but you're not letting me finish finish go ahead to say that i think that the point of david was to help mend some of these father son issues that jack had with christian and he needed to work through them before he could leave. So you don't think he was pointless because he fulfilled that purpose? Exactly. He he fulfilled a purpose. And helping him let go. Absolutely. Okay. So I don't think that he was pointless. Um, I, I think that he had a purpose and that purpose was fulfilled. I don't know. Right. I'm just yeah. a girl and I enjoyed the whole thing. 
<laughs> but you know what, Scott? You know, it, matter of fact, so far, what do I know? you're the first one that has given some valid reasons as to clearly explaining why you didn't think that or why you didn't enjoy the the sideways and the way that that whole thing went down. And I would have to say that, you know, I was hoping for a little bit more and and a little bit more of the mystery because the mystery is what drew me in. And it wasn't the mystery of afterlife. It was the mystery of the bouncing around in time. It's the mystery of what's the origin of this island. It's the mystery of this. And, and I'm, I will tell you that that in that aspect, I was let down. But even with the fact that I was let down and I didn't get some of the stuff that I wanted, I still kind of enjoyed the finale and, and I kind of enjoyed the way they wrapped it up. And I did think it was a little bit on the beautiful side of things, but totally get your your feelings. And I understand them and I somewhat sympathize with everything that you had to say. But here's the one thing I want to say. I love that Scott didn't say this was a horrible finale. I love no, that he says, I love right. if you if you take away the sideways stuff, he absolutely loved it. And and it was really just, you know, the fact that they they just he felt like they he was let down that right. they didn't merge. No, I, I, I totally I totally understand it. Yeah. I do. Um, I, I'm just saying that. I got the story that they were telling. Yeah. And, and just and, like Hurley or Jorge Garcia said, at the, I got uh, it. He says, I got it. I got you it. Know, I got it. And, yeah. and and that's what I wanted to come away with. I think that, um, you know, I really went in to this last season with as little expectations as I could let myself have. Right. You know, and and even at times when I, I, I would catch myself doing the dishes and thinking about it and, and thinking about what I wanted to hap- happen, I would have to stop and... And really stop myself and say, no, you, you know, let them tell you their story. Right. And, um, and just go along for the ride. And that's what I did. You know, I have another, um, I I was talking with my my brother-in-law today, um, about this Twilight Eclipse movie that's coming out at the end of June. And I had said something. I said, oh, it's going to it's going to it's going to suck or it's going to be a terrible movie or something. He's like, how do you even know that? I said, well, I don't. But if I go in thinking that it's going to be a terrible movie, I might come out thinking it was okay. But if I go in with high expectations, I'm going to come out and say that was a horrible movie like I did with New Moon. You know, if I if I keep my expectations. Under control, then I, I think I can. Yeah. See the story that they're, but w- especially with us, I mean, that that's way different because it's based on something and they have the ability to completely change it. But with lost, it was their story to tell. I agree. But on Scott's side of things, I, I'm was, not disagreeing with Scott. I know, I'm just, I know, okay. but I'm just saying Scott had every reason to Absolutely. expect them to deliver a little bit differently. Absolutely. Because it was set up that way. It was set up that way. And not only that, but during the official lost podcast, they were, I think the word merging of the timelines was used. Okay. On, if not one, if not just once, but maybe even multiple times. Okay. I've certainly heard in official capacity thought uh, conversations from Damon and Carlton that there would be a, that, you know, that there will come apart, a come a point where these timelines will merge. And, 
I'm thinking, how on earth do you merge 2007 to 2004? And uh, the only thing you can come up with, and that's Amanda in Michigan says, Damon and Carlton <laughs> lie. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's turn to somebody else in Nashville, Tennessee. Awesome. My good friend, Sheila Tidwell. Hey, guys. This is Sheila Tidwell from Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm calling about the Lost series finale. Um, I was listening to your podcast wrap up, and um, I agree with Stephanie. I don't think that the island was purgatory. I think the island really happened, and I think they had to, there was so much happened, the biggest part of their life happened on that island, and I think that church that was built was because of that. They had to kind of come back to that. But I I do think that the parallel lives they've been showing, like back in civilization this year, I think that was probably purgatory, and that the island was not, that it was real, and that the civilization part where they were showing with them back in their lives, because those were so kind of unsettling a little bit, more so than the island, I think that part was purgatory. But anyway, it's just my thoughts. (laughs) You guys had a great... Uh, show and I loved it and uh, thanks for doing that. It was awesome. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Sheila, thank you so much and uh, folks, uh, Sheila is uh, uh, not only a friend but she's also been one of my consulting clients Mm -hmm. and I really want to encourage you guys, uh, if you just check out, go to ConnieAndSheilaTalk.com That's uh, ConnieAndSheila S-H-E-I-L-A Talk com. They have a great podcast and I think you should check it out. Hey, Steph, let's get close to the end here. We've got one, two, three more pieces of audio feedback and uh, we are going to then wrap things up. So here is Ty and Star. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Ty calling T.Y. from Minnesota. I'm calling actually on behalf of myself and my wife, Star. So I guess you could say it's Ty and Star calling from Minnesota. Uh, We love your podcast. We actually came in a little bit late in the game compared to some other folks and just started listening this season. Uh, But we absolutely have loved it. Uh, I will tell you that my wife has already spilled over into the Twilight and uh, those other podcasts. I'm not too into that series, but she's had over heels and has been going back and listening to uh, to all the former podcasts. But I'll cut to the chase and get to my comment uh, and let you guys comment on my comment, I guess. We were listening to the uh, initial reaction from the finale and uh, heard Stephanie talking about that uh, Ben Linus was possibly or is in charge of the island now and, you know, and the little exchange with Hurley before uh, Hurley went to the church and whatnot. Uh, our theory, uh, and i got to give credit to my wife Star here, and, and I'm latching on to it, is that he wasn't ready to go in because he didn't have his match or his soulmate or whatever term you want to use. And so essentially he's outside waiting for Rousseau and or Alex, uh, his quote-unquote daughter, to come, uh, as those were the most important people in his life before he would pass on through to the light or however you want to term that. So uh, we disagree slightly, and I think our our take is, again, just as I stated, that uh, Benjamin's simply waiting for his proper connection before he can pass through, and, and our theory is that he's waiting for uh, Rousseau and or Alex, the combination of them both. Again, Cliff and Stephanie, we love the podcast. Hang in there, and uh, we look forward to, we look forward, excuse me, to listening to uh, more and different podcasts. Take care, and thank you much. Bye-bye. All right, Ty, awesome. thank you so much. I'm so you know, I agree with them. Yeah, yeah, you do. I do. Um, the funny thing is, is that 
we get so many comments about what I say in the initial reaction, but it is just that it, it's an initial reaction. And then when I was sitting up in our hotel room, um, thinking about it at three o'clock in the morning, um, yeah, it, it was, he wasn't ready yet. He, he wasn't ready to let go. And, and there were things that he still needed to, to do in that, in that time. Exactly. And, um, so yeah, I, I actually agree with them. Although I do really still like the idea of him having been number one at some point yeah. on the island. But anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, oh, I was just going to say thank you, Ty and Star. Actually, thank you, Star, for checking out the Twilight Saga podcast. And Absolutely. this is shameless self-promotion time here. Uh, TwilightSagaPodcast.com. Totally supported my shirt today. There you go. And that is a, a podcast that Stephanie and I do together. Uh, check it out, Twilight twilightsagapodcast.com and also for you Ty there is tons of other shows I encourage you to just uh, head over to gspn.tv or just check out Twilight because your wife is into it there you go there's a good reason for it uh, that's actually, how the podcast got started <laughs> it's actually not it's not all that bad believe it or not uh, so anyway but uh, hopefully you'll check out some of the other shows that we do here Ty okay. and, and let me know Brent. send us more feedback yes yeah, so let's move on to Brent and I think he's from Corinth, Corinth, Kentucky. Yes, my name is Brent, and I am calling from uh, Corinth, Kentucky. And I was uh, just wanting to say that I think uh, Mr. Carbonell uh, deserves a uh, a uh, Emmy Award for his acting in uh, Ab Eterno. I just thought he did an unbelievable job, and. Uh, you know, playing a man from the from a time period in the 18th uh, century, and uh, also, uh, you know, uh, his interaction with his wife Isabella was just—it was just unbelievable. It's like it was a real wife, and he really married to her. I just uh, uh, and his emotional content, the way he uh, showed emotion. And uh, I just feel that he really, really made that an, an unbelievable episode. So, uh, and he, he has also acted well in in many of the episodes, but that that one stands out to me more than any. Uh, it's a, basically the way the way I feel about it. Uh, thank you very much. All right, thank you very much, Brent, for calling in. And I, I, I would have to agree with you. I mean. Uh, if somebody, if, Mr. Carbonell for for Abiturno was absolutely awesome. But seriously, if Lost and and the entire ensemble of amazing actors that made it aren't recognized at the Emmys this year, it will it will be the Emmys are trash, heartbreaking yeah. because it was just the best on TV. Indeed. Hey, last call. For the finale review podcast, part one and two is Troy Price. You know, I wonder. Go ahead. From Kentucky. Also from Kentucky. But I'm thinking while I'm sitting here looking at at Troy's name, if now that Lost is over, I can now claim his folding chairs as my own. I think so. I think (laughs) I think we can now claim imminent domain over here of all things that that are on our property. (laughs) <laughs> Troy, come get your chairs. Dude. Dude. All right, here you go, Troy. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Troy with the fledgling flea market moneymaker.com. 
And I've uh, got a thought about Lost. I watched it uh, with a friend that hadn't seen one episode of Lost. I found that person, and uh, we watched it together. And lo and behold, uh, he got sucked in from the clip show. And, of course, he had questions, and I gave him more answers than he cared to, you know, no, uh, but he said the show was good. He picked it up at the very begin at the very end and thought that it was great. Now about the you know the ending of the show, I you know as a fan, as a, a Uber fan, thought it was good. I thought that you know they're focusing on the story of you know of our losties, um, but there's lots more mystery out there. What have you heard about the? Uh, you know, the Lost Encyclopedia that's coming out later in the summer. I have pretty high hopes for it to get my, you know, mystery fix on from that. Love the show. All right, Troy, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Very interesting to hear that he watched it with somebody who's never seen a single episode. I am not surprised, however, that he fell in love and got hooked. The only thing I feel bad about is that he's going to go back and watch this show and And he he knows how it ends. Uh, but, but yeah, that's cool stuff there. As far as the lost encyclopedia, I've heard stuff about this. Honestly, I haven't looked into it very deeply, uh, but, uh, I'll be interested to see what it looks like when it comes out. So there we go. All right. Um, so that pretty much wraps up all the audio feedback that we had received. Now here's the deal. We've told you before, and I'll say it again. This is not the end of the lost podcast of gspn.tv. We want you to know this is what this is how we got our start in podcasting. I mean, this is my full time career now, uh, and of course, the the Lost Podcast is not going to be weekly from this point forward. Um, however, we want to encourage you to go to gspn.tv and check out the other shows that we produce. Uh, we will be here probably about once a month from this point forward. You can always give us a call, 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number, 859-795-4067. Anytime you want to call, just say you're leaving it for lost, and the next time we come around to recording an episode, we'll play your feedback. It can be about anything at all. It can be about any episode ever of Lost. Um, Perhaps sometime in the future, we'll do a complete rewatch of Lost, I wouldn't expect it within the next 12 months, to be honest with you. Not from us. I know there's some other folks out there thinking about doing that and trying to do it together as a community, and I'm just not going to be ready to do that anytime soon. Uh, I will tell you that it's my desire and my goal to get as many actors, writers, producers, and anybody else doing anything related to Lost to get them in for interviews. And as often as I can get those interviews uh, scheduled, we will be releasing those interviews as podcast episodes. Other things that we could do from time to time, let's just say we're just having a hard time getting those interviews lined up. What I can imagine us doing, Stephanie, is remember bef- you know, before this season started up, we started doing a review of the we went back to the beginning of the lost podcast right and we reviewed some of the things that we had said back then uh and i know that this was uh something that um murphy had called in about uh during the last you know episode number 260 this was his thought was that we could go back and just listen to some of the crazy stuff that we used to think of uh now that we have everything and so we could pick up where we left off which i think was like episode number seven of this podcast and just pull out clips and just 
you kind of laugh at ourselves, uh, which is not too hard to do because no, we, no, said not at all. we did a lot of things to laugh at. But uh, here's how we're going to end this episode. Okay. Uh, starting in just a minute, I'm going to click play and I'm going to play the last seven minutes and 19 seconds of the dialogue and audio from the finale of Lost. It is beautifully written, and I think that it's the greatest way to end our review of this finale. And I want to say thank you to my good friend Jeff in Indianapolis who came up with the idea and pulled all of our audio clips together all these uh, past few years. So thank you very much. God bless you all. And until next time, stay Stay lost. lost. Hey, kiddo. Dad? Hello, Jack. I don't understand. You died. Yeah. Yes, I did. Then how are you here right now? How are you here? I died too. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, son. ever happened to you is real all those people in the church they're all real too they're all they're all dead everyone dies sometime kiddo some of them before you some long after you but why are they all here now well there is no now here This is the place that you that you all made together so that you could find one another. The most important part of your life was the time that you spent with these people. That's why all of you are here. Nobody does it alone, Jack. You needed all of them, and they needed you. For what? To remember and to let go. She said we were leaving. Not leaving, no. Moving on. Where are we going? Let's go find out.